Hello and welcome to Peace, Love, and Robots, a podcast about anything and everything and all that is in between. I'm your host, Jeremy, and this is episode number 16 for December 23rd, 2020. What? What? It's just two days till Christmas. Here's hoping you and your loved ones are ready for a restful, relaxing time over the weekend, heading into the final week of this great year of 2020. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the ads you hear at the beginning and the end of the show. So if you listen all the way through, I am forever in your debt. All right, I have a few things I want to talk about, but first, as you know, I started this show as a way to keep myself accountable as a writer, and I'm going to just forego the drum roll, because this week, how did I do? I wrote zero words. I know, I have no excuse, none at all. It's the holidays, I'll get back on the wagon once they're over, I I hope. (laughs) I assure you, I have a lot of plans for the new year. I've got stuff I'm working on, irons in the fire. I'm just taking a couple days off. It's okay. It's okay to have a vacation. Actually, that's that's really what I'm doing. I'm on vacation right now. And I'm looking forward to finally getting these ideas off the ground. So don't worry. I, I definitely want to uh, <laughs> I want to take care of that. I want to get those things done. So anyway, I do have some stuff to talk about today. So let's just get to it. First of all, the best show on TV has to be The Mandalorian. I, I, I don't think I'd find anyone my age or younger that would disagree with that. Okay, let's let's just make that the baseline argument. There's no show on TV better than The Mandalorian. It's everything Star Wars fans wanted the expanded Star Wars universe to be. It's got this episodic and atmospheric nature of an old Western with the practical effects that made the original trilogy so charming, with some, you know, technological updates that you can barely see, which is great about The Mandalorian. It's a great show. And everything in that show feels like fan service, probably because it is. Dave Filoni and John Favreau have gone on record on being big fans of Star Wars, and it shows in what they're doing on that show. Because the problem with the newer trilogy was that it tried too hard to subvert expectations. It ended up damaging the franchise. I don't know if it irreparably damaged the franchise because everybody's all excited about Star Wars now because of The Mandalorian, but it it definitely set them back. You know, because whether it be that Rey seemed to master using the Force fairly quickly or the way that Luke was written, which was horrible, or... The new trilogy, it was just an absolute mess, and it didn't feel like Star Wars by the time it was over. But The Mandalorian? That feels like Star Wars. Especially that final episode of Season 2 that dropped on Friday the 18th, this past Friday. But before I go any further, I'm going to spoil some stuff. Just a warning. But I think we've reached the embargo is over, but anyway, I'm going to warn you, I... I'm going to spoil some stuff. I got spoiled a few hours into the day on Friday, which stunk, but that's a whole other discussion. 
But the point is, fellow nerds and fanboys, I know you're excited about your favorite things, but tweeting about big twists before a minimum of 48 hours, that's not a flex. That's just being a jerk, all right? And Mark Hamill, you're a jerk, okay? Yeah, I said it. I said it. Yeah, you're the one tweeting anything interesting on TV today. Yeah, you jerk. You did that early in Friday, okay? I love you, Mark, but you're a jerk, okay? Anyway, I forgive you. So spoilers ahead. How awesome was that last scene? <laughs> now, I might have been spoiled, but I felt like I was seven years old watching Luke use the Force in ways I had only read about. I would love to be able to watch that scene again for the first time. It was that good. I was on my feet. I was cheering. I was laughing. I was yelling. It was awesome. But I did have an issue with it. And it's not, it doesn't take away from how awesome the scene was, first of all. It doesn't remove my enjoyment at all, okay? It does not. But the de-aging of Mark Hamill, let's not fool ourselves into thinking that looks good. It didn't. It didn't look good at all. Now, when he wasn't speaking, it, that wasn't a big deal. It, it, it still looked weird. But when he spoke... It looked like a bad video game cutscene, okay? I admit that, okay? Disney, if you're listening, and I know you are, okay, maybe you're not, but if you are, if there's someone at Disney who's listening, do as we've been begging. If you're going to make Luke a regular character, please do this. Recast him. Recast him. We're not going to be mad about it. We're not. Okay, people people crapped all over the recasting of Han Solo. I didn't. I actually liked Solo. I liked it. If you recast Han, you can recast Luke. Okay, and and Sebastian Stan. You know, he, most people know him as Bucky, the Winter Soldier, but he's been chomping at the bit to get that role, and he will do it. He looks the part. He will do whatever he can. I bet he'll even take a pay cut. But you know what? That guy will be set for life. If they recast him as Luke. Okay. So please Disney. Cast Sebastian Stan, Stan as Luke Skywalker. If you're going to have him on the show any longer. Please. Anyway. <sighs> Enough about that. If you fast forward. For fast forwarded to this point. I'm done with the spoilers. I'm going to talk about something else. It's Christmas related. It gets me. It gets me a little more angry. Um, and I try to. I try to stay positive on this show. I, I Lord knows. You see enough negativity out there on your Facebook feed, your Twitter timeline, just on the news. Okay, so here at Peace, Love, and Robots, the goal is to provide peace and love and escape <laughs> and escape from that ugliness. Okay, however, sometimes I see something that just really irritates me, and I have to talk about it. So bear with me because I'm going to rant a little bit here, and uh, and and please just take it. Take it as just me uh, being upset, okay? But this week, what really irritated me, I saw a meme. Yeah, a meme. I hate memes in general. I mean, I'll laugh at a few of them. But in general, I, I don't like memes, maybe because I'm old, an old man at heart. But it was a meme that bothered me. And uh, I'll get to that. So last week, I talked all about A Christmas Carol, its various film adaptations. And I don't think it's any secret I love A Christmas Carol. I love that story. So when I see it being horribly misconstrued or misinterpreted, it upsets me, okay? I, it's, it's, 
It's near and dear to my heart. It's something I love. And when I see it uh, misinterpreted, it, it just bothers me. So let's let's get to the point. Um, I don't know when this meme originally was posted. I guess it came from a tweet from somebody who turned it into a meme. But a friend of mine shared it, and it's an awful misread of A Christmas Carol. It's an image of Ebenezer Scrooge being confronted by the ghost of Jacob Marley. I think it's from a stage play adaptation of it, because I don't recognize any of the actors. So anyway, underneath it, it reads, and I quote, A Christmas Carol is a heartwarming tale of how rich people must be supernaturally terrorized into sharing. What? No, 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 no. No, that is not the theme of the story at all. You're not reading it right. Your reading comprehension skills are very, 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 very bad. Okay, go back to third grade. The theme of the story is not that the wealth of Ebenezer Scrooge made him evil. It was the love of his wealth that made him evil. The love of money. That's what the Bible says. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. A lot of people like to take off the love of part of that wine and say, well, money is the root of all evil. No, it's not. It's the love of money that's the root of all kinds of evil. That's what led him to ruin every relationship around him. That's what led him to be a miser. What made him selfish? It was his love of money. Why do you think Marley warned him and said, Business? <laughs> business? Mankind was my business. See, Marley realized once he was dead that his business was to take the wealth he had and share it with others as much as he could because he was placed in a position where his wealth could be influential on good things. Okay, now how do I know that this is the theme of the story? It's very simple, because there were other examples of generous, wealthy people within the context of the story. Here's a few. You had Fezziwig. When the Ghost of Christmas Past takes Scrooge back, he sees Fezziwig, his first boss. And his first boss is not like him. This was my problem with the Scrooge adaptation. There was no Fezziwig. But you have Fezziwig. Fezziwig's a wealthy person. But he's also kind, he's generous, he's cheerful, and he's good at business. He made mankind his business, but he didn't love his money. He was generous. So he was wealthy. He didn't need to be visited by three ghosts. That was who he was. He also had Fred. And I know Scrooge says, you're poor enough. Well, maybe according to Scrooge, Fred was poor, but Fred had servants. Fred had a very big house, and Fred was able to have a party where he could host a number of friends. So Fred was wealthy, but he was also very generous. See, he didn't love his money. He loved people, and he had money, and he was in a position where he could spread that around because he was wealthy. You also had, you know, the wealthy man working to raise charity, and that's in the story itself. These are all examples of how the rich can also be generous, not needing to be manipulated into sharing the fruits of their labor with the world around them. Because their hearts are in the right place. Scrooge's heart was not in the right place. 
So when you say the rich need to be terrorized, no, it's not that. So you might be saying, oh, well, what about now? We got Jeff Bezos out there and blah, 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 Bill Gates and blah, blah, blah. Well, Bill Gates, of course, he's very generous. In fact, he gives away more money than I will ever see in my life. Say what you want about Bill Gates as a person. At least he gives away a lot of his money. Warren Buffett, same thing. Very generous, rich person. What about, you know, let's think about celebrities. Dolly Parton. She's very wealthy. <laughs> and she established a reading program for the impoverished that has impacted millions of people. Because she's rich. She's been placed in a position. Do you think she needed to be visited by three ghosts? What about Rock Johnson? The dude is a billionaire. Just look at his social media to see how generous he is. Either with his family, he bought his his uncle. I don't even know if it was his uncle. Haku, the professional wrestler Haku, one of the toughest people in the world. He bought him a truck because Haku, while he might have been a professional wrestler, he didn't make billions of dollars like Dwayne Johnson did. But then if you need a more recent example, look for the latest episode of Some Good News with John Krasinski and you'll see the generosity of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, a wealthy person. Did he need to be visited by three ghosts and be terrorized into sharing his wealth? No. What about George Steinbrenner? Okay, I'm a Red Sox fan and I can even admit this, okay? George Steinbrenner, he's dead now, but before he was dead or before he before he died, he would routinely, you didn't know this until after he was dead because he had a lot of people sign NDAs. He would routinely cut checks for people. He would read their stories about, where he read stories about them being in need in the newspaper. Wealthy person did not need to be visited by three ghosts to be terrorized. So what am I saying? What am I saying? I'm saying that money does not corrupt people. All wealthy people are not evil. The evil lies within their hearts, and that's what Scrooge needed to change. That's what the story was about. It's not about rich people needing to be scared into sharing. All right, my blood pressure's up. <laughs> and I've talked for too long. So, uh, on that note, do you want to disagree me? Do you want to disagree with me about any of this? Feel free, you can. You can let me know. You can send me an email at peaceloveandrobots at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail at 585-371-8986. I will play anything on the show as long as you keep it clean. That's right. I'm, I'm not afraid of opposing viewpoints. If you disagree with me, please send me something. I will share it on the next episode. <sighs> I think I need to go. If you celebrate it, have a wonderful Christmas. I, for one, will be enjoying the time with my family. We're going to eat. We're going to play games. We're going to watch movies. We're going to open presents, all that stuff. But please, you know, if, if there's one thing I want for Christmas, it's a review. So if you have a minute, feel free to rate and review the show. You can do it on Apple Podcasts especially. I've got one review, five stars. Thank you, whoever gave that to me. I'm not hard to find. I'm on Apple and Google Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, I'm on iHeartRadio, and most recently, I'm on Audible. <laughs> How cool is that? Anyway, peace, love, and robots. God bless us, everyone. <laughs>